Hi, and welcome to the Women of Power Hour show. I'm very excited today because waiting behind the scenes, she's really raring to come onto the show today, is a friend of mine and colleague and mentor and practitioner, spiritual teacher, leader, all sorts of so many beautiful, um, beautiful things that Robin uh Robin Rice Olmsted is. I can't just describe her in one way. She's the effervescence, a life force. Um, she brings her joy and her wisdom and her love to everything that she does. And she does everything that she does with so much commitment and conviction and her energy and intention are amazing. Robin is an agape licensed spiritual practitioner and a religious science uh, licensed practitioner. And she is a counselor and a coach. And she works with couples together with her husband, Reverend Gil Olmsted. They create this beautiful um, energetic field for people to feel safe in, uh, especially those that are, are getting married or have been married. And her work has led her on an amazing journey. She's collaborated with uh, master teachers such as Michael Bernard Beckwith and Eric Mysal and Marianne Williamson and she enjoys working with youth and, and adults and always provides a space for a deepening of self-awareness and personal growth. I'm just very blessed to know Robin and that she is here right now. She also has a show here on, on New Thought Media Network, Rocking the Love. We're going to talk about this and Robin is an expert on relationships, I would say. <laughs> welcome, wow. Welcome, Robin, to the Women thank of Power Power Show. It's so great to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Wow. And so great to hear about me. I, Isn't I, it? It's Isn't really it? something when you listen to like everything. It's like, wow. You know, it's great. Thank you. I'm oh, so I know. I, I I hear I hear you when when you hear it back. It's kind of like, did have am I really? Am I doing all of this? Are you doing? All, yes, you are. You're doing yeah. it all. And I didn't even share all of it. You know, I just picked out the pieces that I am aware of and I know. And you really are doing incredible things because I know that whatever you do, you put your heart into, and you. You just, all oh, the lights just gone past you. That's beautiful. And you really commit to what you're doing. What is that? What is that for you? How you always have the energy and the enthusiasm to, to go with your yes and really go for it. And people around you really feel it. Wow. Oh, that's, a, that's such a great question. Um, it's, it's what, what I hear you asking me is how do you, how do you really live into your yes? Yeah, right? that's it. How do you really live into your yes? You know, it's I don't I don't know that I've ever really thought about it, but the first thing that came to my head when you said that was, well, I never liked no. I I mean, you know, I guess as a child and growing up, I just I didn't like no, I didn't believe in no. If somebody said, You can't do that, that would be the first thing that I would do. Ah. You know, so and a lot of it come came from that point. I think uh, somewhere, somewhere in my twenties or thirties, I probably mellowed out a, a little bit on that. It wasn't like I had to prove everybody wrong. Mm. It was more like I, I just had to really decide 
what was mine to do, you know? And I, I think <clears throat> one of my passions is really um, be, combining the creative, creative part of me with everything I do. Yeah. Because a long time ago I made a decision um, that life was too short and that I should, I should only do what I want to do. And so I had to figure out a way to make that work, you know, being creative. And I think really when, for the most part, if I'm really doing what I want to do or I'm in service, it's not me and I'm not tired, you know? I love that. I love that as a gauge because we're kind of driven by this subconscious belief system and idea that we've got to do it all in order to succeed or achieve or be recognized as being okay even or enough. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful, what, how you've just put it, it just f flips it around that life is short and we can really, really choose. And if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Do, do fears crop up for you with that? Well, I think sometimes I find my, you know, my challenge has been saying no and I'll find myself in a situation that I'm like, how did I get here? And I know usually I get here because, you know, I start to explain to somebody how to do it and they're like, wait, what? how, what, what, it, but, and I'm like, Oh, I'll do it. Just forget it. I'll do it because I know I can just get it done or that's my belief. And then I find myself in the middle of it and I'm like, why did I say I do this? I don't want to, you know, or yeah. it's not getting done. It keeps moving down my to-do list or, you know, I'm procrastinating. And I think so, you know, it's like, I, I what's popping into my head is the, um, I don't know if you ever saw the Billy Crystal movie where oh, the meaning of life, where he's like, what's. Oh, uh, I, I love Billy Crystal. I can't okay, think of I'm, it. I'm writing it down here. The meaning of life. <laughs> but it's like, no, that's, that's what it, in, in it, they ask him, you know, what's the meaning of life? And he's like, meaning of life is all right here. And, ah. and what I don't, it, yeah. Anyway, the meaning of life to me is, I mean, on some level, it's really figuring out that, you know, that it is all about us because there is only one of us here, right? right. And so, and because, because of that, it's like, it's not about engaging, <laughs> it's not about engaging with everybody, but really being true to yourself and honest with yourself. And I don't know, for me, that, that I think being honest with myself over the years has been a lot of work, you know, because there was a stage at, the, at which I would do things, you know, because I wanted people to like me or, you know, because I wanted them to see what I could do or because I wanted, you know, and it's like, I don't really have any of those reasons anymore. I mean, other than to inspire people to be more of themselves, you know, but it's not about me and I'm yet so it's all about me. <laughs> It's not about you and it's all about, and, and, and so that's the ripple that you are, you know, you're, you're rippling that out. And I hear that's, that's really from a, from the divine feminine. It's like, we're used to hearing it as a, 
as a very frantic message of having to to succeed in order to be to be liked and I love it that you're saying no it really is about me it really now is about me and then it can be about you because mm -hmm. me is you and so once you're in that place you know that you're serving yourself first yeah yeah absolutely so I'm really I'm going to go straight into this here first of all I just want to before I go into it I'm just going to welcome on Sean is here Welcome, Sean, to the Women of Power Hour <laughs> with Robin Rice Olmsted, who is here sharing about her experience as um, a, a spiritual practitioner and coach and so much more, show host and, um, and also creative. There we go, because this is the piece. It's that weaving in of the creativity in everything that you do. And, and how do you, how do you harmonize this? How do you harmonize bringing the creative in, in within the structure, within the strategy, or is there no strategy? Um, I, th I think on some level there is, but I think for me, it's not so much how do I harmonize it as if it was any other way, it would be dissonant for me. Okay. Because I mean, to me, I mean, I've, I have been a creative since I was born, you know, whether it was music, dancing, singing, acting, painting, it didn't matter. <clears throat> and, and I always felt like it went hand in hand with everything else. I mean, that, that's why I call myself an artivist because I feel like I'm an artist and an activist. What, what'd you just I say? Love, I, I love it. Artivist. Yes. Yeah, because that's, that's who I am. I mean, I'm, I'm passionate about life and about, you know, things that are alive and it's all alive, you know? And so I, I have to, for me, it has to be commingled. Like I, I don't understand I don't, I don't really understand separate. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And for, it feels like you're saying you're in the flow and we have to find that way to live in the flow. So it doesn't become about a balancing act or, a, or harmonizing. It's, it simply is, this is the way it is. And this is the way you live. Yeah. And I think it doesn't have to be that way for everybody, but I think everybody can feel the way to what's right for them. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think that, you know, so much of, so much of this journey is really about um, being still and connected and, and, and honest with ourselves, right. Mm -hmm. About what makes us happy? Really noticing what, you know, when do we get excited? When do we get lit up? When are we, when, when do we feel connected? Mm -hmm. You know, when are we the most connected to spirit or ourselves or the universe or whatever, however you look at it, you know, those moments where you're like, oh, that, I feel good. That was good. You know? And that, that for me, that's a, that's a, that's a, like my life, the spiritual connection and being having that awareness and surrendering 
surrendering to the unknown, which can be very scary, especially when we're in, in situations in our lives or phases of our lives where we want to have it all mapped out. We want to have the plan. We want to have like the destination has to be clear and we have to know how to get. It's a very kind of mechanical way of living, which it's a su success driven kind of lifestyle, which for me feels very um, pressurizing. Yeah. Because life doesn't work. Life doesn't work in a linear way, in that way. Life right. will throw in what we call curveballs. And that's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't like to generalize, but I mean, when, when we're talking about the feminine energy and just, you know, the feminine, the woman power. I feel like so much of us as so many of us as women, we have that motherly quality of wanting to hold it all together. Right. You know? And so right. it's finding the balance to all that and yeah, really being able to live into it and not lose yourself. And also holding it all together for ourselves in fear that if we if we let that go that everything will fall apart so we're not even giving ourselves permission just to to be uh to surrender and have faith that we don't have to even hold ourselves together because there's something else happening that's always loving us yeah and i think that you know over the last I'm making it up, but I'm going to say 50, 60 years. You know, it's been quite the roller coaster ride for women's rights and women's empowerment. And am I, you know, the divine feminine, flowy feminine woman? Or am I the, you know, hell no, we won't go, you know, stand up, start, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people trying to figure out what they do and women's equality and what does that look like? And, and, you know, fortunately, I mean, I, I think that a lot of us have gotten kind of tripped up on the way of, you know, trying, trying to fit into places where we don't, it, it isn't really our passion, which is yeah. why you find so many women go in their forties or so going back and starting something new now. Cause they're like, I've been a lawyer for 30 years, but I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. That's not what I needed. I wanted to be, I want to, you know, whatever, be a gardener. Yeah. So it, it's an interesting balance. It's an interesting journey. And it's this whole, I, th I think this is really interesting because yeah, 50, you know, even a hundred years ago where here in the UK, Emily Pankhurst was tying herself to the railings to get the votes for women in, in 1918. And women were going in and out of prison and they were, it's like, yeah, we're, you know, this is what we're doing. We don't care. We're going to do it because we want the vote. Mm -hmm. And they didn't, they really, they were using their bodies to say, use my body for this, you know, for, for this, for women's rights. And, and then kind of at the same time, I was just writing about this here in, you know, or not here, but in America, we have this transcendental movement that's happening with 
new thought women who are really using their minds and consciousness to make these shifts for healing um, without actually having to run around and and be these activators different kind of so it's like yeah there are so many ways that we can show up as this power or tapping into it and yet it's about being conscious of what feels good for us and not copying because there's that pressure of having to yeah. thinking oh well they're doing that so I'll I'll do it yeah absolutely and I think that um no matter who you are or what level you're at, you still have those moments of, you know, insecurity or am I doing it the right way? Or should I be doing something else? You know, yeah. it's just a different level. Yeah. So one area, one thing that I'm really interested in also is your work with couples and relationship work, your relationship mentor and teacher and coach and you help people to see themselves in the other and I think this is so powerful because it takes away that whole blame culture where we're looking at our partners and saying you did this you did that you fix that and I'll be okay this is like you did this you did that I'll fix it and I'll be okay <laughs> Which isn't easy. 